We're about to start a podcast with a guest we've tried to line up for about, uh, let's say, 341 days to be exact. <laughs> so why don't you join us for an episode on leadership with Pastor Daniel McKillop and Bishop Wilson. Three hundred and forty-one you know? days. How did you know three hundred and forty-one days? So we have a listener that has been harassing us in the YouTube comments section, uh, and it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I so, would I would say more than just YouTube. It, it translates text to messages, DMs, emails, text text messages. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he always says, uh, "What does he say, Randy? What are the exact words? Something like." Uh, here once again requesting uh, Bishop Wilson on Kingdom Speak. Yeah, day 112 yeah. Yeah. requesting Bishop Wilson. So today is, we is messaged day. him and said, how many days? And he said, 341. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're like, all so right. So you've got, that, you've got some intelligent and wise le- uh, listeners. We yeah, absolutely oh, we do. do. We don't we have average do. listeners. No. <laughs> oh. they, Nothing but the best audience oh, out yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So welcome, everyone. It's Kingdom Speak, uh, your favorite podcast, of course. And uh, we're here today. And as always, if you're a loyal listener, you know we start out with a review. So listen to this. Um, and this is something different. They want to talk about Biblos in the review. Oh, this is I wonder uncommon. Why. Ooh, uh, zingers. The title says this, Arm Wrestle with Pastor Urshan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Kingdom Speak. This debate on whether coffee tastes better in a Kingdom Speak mug versus a Biblos mug could be settled if you bring Pastor Urshan on the podcast for an arm wrestle with Pastor McKillop. <laughs> You know uh, By you the way, yeah. just, <laughs> something's going on with your feed, Bishop Wilson. There's something going on there. <laughs> we have officially oh, had man. another coffee cup enter the competition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So he finishes by saying, this would be entertaining and it would settle once and for all. Kingdom Speak is an outstanding podcast and I would highly recommend it to anyone who is seeking to grow in knowledge and in truth. By far, it's my second favorite oh, podcast. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Ouch. Shots fired. Ouch. It says wow. it come from Biblos on the review, so wow. we'll say amen sh- to them. Can I get an amen? Amen! Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! I'd, I'd be up for an arm wrestle. That'd be kind of cool. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Would yeah. you? I wouldn't want to hurt him. We could live stream it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to hurt him. So tell me about this mug, uh... Bishop, you're you're drinking out of. I see you waving that around. Well, I I, I wasn't. You know, obviously, I wasn't intentionally waving. <laughs> I was drinking my coffee. Okay. Uh, mm. and it happened to show up. Here. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that something? <laughs> so, anyways, I don't, I don't have a mug like that. Do you guys I have don't a mug either. like that? I don't have a mug like that either. Wow. Yeah, I've never been offered one. Actually, I haven't, yeah. I haven't got a mug like that. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Uh, is there we'll somewhere we? Yeah, I wonder where we. Yeah, can... well, we. Hmm. Yeah, something about. Uh, oh, I'm not we sure. lost his audio. Oh, yeah. We, we, we See, lost the your audio. Oh, that's what it is. You the get algorithms are when you get dissing our coffee yep. cup. The audio cuts out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. So just Here a second. Going on. Stand by, everyone. Just a second. Stand by. What we got going on here? Not sure. I think guys... it's. I think it switched your output. Yeah, um, we still got sound coming in. You hear us, Bishop Wilson? I can hear you. There, there he is, we are. man. Look, we started. 
we started wow. talking and the algorithm shut us down that fast. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you wait till we get into the real controversy. I mean, well, who is that girl? I mean, what do you guys flash her every, there every week with this, this, this opening or what? Oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh man. Oh Jesus. Oh man. So so I I mentioned this in our pre-show mm. that uh I think Bishop Wilson was the first to that I heard say this. I've credited him with it. Not all moments are created equal. And so um such is the case with this moment having Bishop Wilson on. So for the one person that listens to us who may not know who Bishop Wilson is, I want to take just a moment and enlighten you. Bishop Wilson is the founding pastor of the Rock Church in Elk Grove, Mm -hmm. California. Mm -hmm. And then he is also the founder of Wilson University. He is also the host of All Things Apostolic. I'm pretty sure that we saw a, a coffee mug that was 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 bearing that uh, resemblance a moment ago. I think the only thing left that he hasn't done is come on Kingdom Speak. I think was basically the. It's only, been a while. It's been a while. The only box that had to be checked. <laughs> so um, we are delighted, Bishop, to have you. On Kingdom Speak with us this week. Welcome to Kingdom Speak. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you there, Pastor McKillop. We are happy to be uh, with you today, and uh, hopefully, we can talk about some things that have some uh, some value and and uh, worth something to somebody. Oh man, I'm sure that we will. One of the things that um, there's 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 many things that we could say, but you're also an author. How many books have you written? I was, I was trying to go through in my mind the number of books. What he probably doesn't even remember. He's kind of like uh, I was preaching the other day about how wealthy and how how, how expensive God God's resources were. I said he he doesn't count cattle. He counts the hills that his cattle's on because he has too many <laughs> cattle. So That's you good. probably have too many books to even mention. But man, we go way back. I think the first one that I ever read of yours was in Bonds of Love. Was that your first yes, book? Sir. No, uh, the first um, the first one was um, Plain Talk About the Man of God and His Work. Wow. And then a little while after that was uh, in Bonds of Love. Um, uh, then it just kept going from there. You know, you see a need and you say, uh, man, the need's not filled and we could just fill that here if we just take time to do it. So so you end up mm-hmm. writing another book and so after a while you've got a, a, a bunch of books out there you hope are doing some good. Well, they are doing mm-hmm. good. I can assure you that. Um, and, and you were doing that really. And I'm, I'm, this is not in any slight to those that are producing books today, but you were doing it back when it wasn't the popular thing to do. Um. Yeah, well, yeah, and and it's uh, kind of interesting. Finally, those books, they all sold out, and so uh, so a good number of them have been updated with another edition, and usually they're just paperback uh, 
from this point forward. But um, yeah, you know, books still have their place. And uh, of course, then getting them online is also important. And um, uh, the Bible does tell people to read. So yes, it does. Know. Yes, it does. <laughs> and you you mentioned um, something, and man, I, it, it, that's a, an exciting, potentially exciting chapter for the university with going for accreditation this coming month. Yeah, yeah. Um, the university had its uh, last, uh, well, its only site visit. Um, no, its second site visit in October. And uh, it went so well uh, without getting off into a long deal here. But there's 40 criteria with the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which is the regional accrediting agency for every major university uh, in this area. Um, in that 40 criteria, the first meeting we had, we, we passed 24 of those at accreditation level. And uh, the other 16 were things that uh, are cyclical. So they take time. You, you can't get them done by working hard. You, they have to be running okay. for a certain amount of time. So most of that was the 16. So they just came back in October and they were, um, I, I don't think it's wrong to say they were effusive in how mm -hmm. much progress we had made. And uh, so it'll only be a couple of weeks, February 15th, we go meet uh our accreditation liaison officer and myself uh, will go meet the accreditation commission and uh, then they'll make a decision, which we ought to know around the 1st of March. So mm. very oh, exciting. Wow. We're, mm. We think it's going to be very positive and for the sake of apostolic people, that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, without sound, sounding too fanboyish here, um, I have been many of your messages that I've heard, whether in person over the years or uh, on recording, have been transformative, and they 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 change paradigm shifting. And one of those topics that I've heard you talk about is the role of leadership in the apostolic movement. Um. And and we want to talk about it today. And I really, I really think that that your your insight in this area would help our audience. How would you even begin to define what apostolic leadership consists of? Well, it it is a that that is a great question, and I certainly concur with you that it needs to be asked and discussed. Uh. Our premise here and our whole uh, leadership programs here are based on they they pivot around these concepts. Mm. Uh, the the first of which is there is no leadership in the world uh, that is equal to apostolic leadership. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's political. It doesn't matter if it's uh, entrepreneurial. It doesn't matter if it's yes. business leaders. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, military. There is no leadership in the world that has the possibilities and the potentiality of apostolic leadership. Um, and that's not hyperbole. That's not a, a marketing tactic. That is an absolute, on the very deepest visceral level, uh, conviction. Hmm. And, um, uh, and we believe that the reason that it's not seen 
in its uh, in that degree of power oftentimes is because uh, not because the concept is not pure and not because it is not available, but it's because it's not accessed by apostolic people mm. on mm. that level. Wow. So our our drive has been to um, uh, is to at the very least expose the movement to the fact that these realities are there. And then the question becomes, what are we going to do about them? Right. How do I access them? <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. And will we access them? Yes. So, um, so I think that uh, uh, that is a driving question now. Uh, but but then you you know you have to be pretty uh, honest about the whole situation, and that is is that leadership, apostolic leadership on that level. Uh, gets into things like we teach there's a gate and all your pop books on leadership. There's a lot of good stuff in pop books on leadership. There's right. so many of them now that any professor will tell you that you could never read them all. But there have right. been some pretty profound leadership books written. I think we all all know that and probably uh, all of us have read a, a good number of them. So, um, so this is not throwing that under the bus. That has a, a place in life. However, there is a gate that none of the pop books go through. And mm. there's two primary reasons we would say that they don't go through that gate. One is, is because our markability of the book gets into deeper and swifter waters and goes above where most people are going to go mm. and goes beyond the kind of leadership, the yes. level and qualitative leadership that they're interested in. Yes. And like if you're running a grocery store and you need to know more about leadership, um, you can get it without going through that gate. Mm, yes, but, yes. You know, yes. Uh, but, but when you go through that, when you push hard enough about the subject of leadership, you come to that gate and then you have to make a decision whether you will go through that gate. Well, apostolic leadership doesn't leave an option. You either go through that gate or your leadership is never wow. anything more than what you get on the secular side wow. with a little bit of praise and prayer. Wow. So hmm. um, the other thing about going through that gate is it, it forces leaders to to confront uh, the reality that there is a theological side. There is a spiritual aspect at the deepest core of leadership. There's a spiritual component. And but if you put that in your books, then you're going to lose sales because it gets too deep and too far and. For right. example, you can't possibly have true apostolic leadership if you don't have the baptism of right. the Holy Ghost. Exactly. So, well, 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 receiving the baptism exactly. of the Holy Ghost is a transformative thing that rattles everything about your life. Right, right. Um, your life and your wife and your kids and your job <laughs> and your your economic deal and right. how you spend your time. I mean, it's it's a new world. Right. So um, And so people don't go there. But but apostolic leadership goes there, and the positive of going there is when you do so, you enter a world of leadership that is just quantum beyond anything else that exists. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What, what do you define that gate as? Well, when you come to that gate... Um, there's a certain dread mm. and um, you can't go through that 
gate. In reality, this is not so easy. And uh, there is an intermediate determinant that is necessary for a person to go through. And that intermediate determinant is dread. And dread mm -hmm. comes uh, in the painful moment of transition when looking down in all, all the possibilities before us, many of them of which we've never seen before, we begin to realize that the self, myself, could all too easily merely slip into nothingness rather than emerge as a concrete synthesis of all these aspects of, of leadership for God. Mm. There's, a, there's a total sacrifice of myself. There's a total loss of my identity uh, right. and a renewal and finding of my real, my authentic heavenly identity. And so uh, this despair uh, it fixes it where this, this is only for those who can no longer tolerate the emptiness yes. of a baseless existence. Mm. And until you get to yes. that place, you will never do this. And, and frankly, and I'm, I, you know, what we teach about leadership challenges and confronts, and it always leaves people a little mad at us uh, <laughs> because we teach that we can go further than we've gone. And in terms of apostolic leadership, right. uh, there is a Christianity of the spirit beyond the decaying Christianity that we would call the solical. And, uh, and there's, there's, there's eternal life beyond the tragic climax of the life of nature, which is just death, and then it's over with. And so uh, this is a life in which uh, uh, we stand on the precipice of a decision when we talk about this kind of leadership, a decision which seems to lack a guarantee of success from the from the secular viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And the individual either grasps his choice and takes the leap, or else he quails in terror before the yawning abyss of personal possibility and he turns around and trudges in failure back to live in the oh, old God. world of familiar shadows. And um, and we all face this because the dread is that it threatens our familiar life as we have developed it and our uh, even cultural things and traditional things. And, and these are decisions that can only be made in the solitude of the soul. So mm. people don't want to go there. They're mm. afraid to go. Like Carl Jung was one of the great original I say great renowned original um, psychiatrist. And um, he did experiments even with himself to go deep into things. And they took drugs and they did all this. And he came to the conclusion that he recommended that people not go to the depth of the inward journey because there's, there's stuff there that they, they can't cope with. And, yes. um, and so I agree with him unless you're full of the Holy ghost and you're committed to Jesus Christ. But you have to go there to have the kind of leadership we're talking about, right? And mm. so, these are the these are decisions that can only be made in the solitude, deep, deep within the soul, and uh, and the life of the spirit that where it becomes indistinguishable. And so, um, so only with communing with one's own heart and with God can a man or a woman enter the dimension of the spirit, like we're talking about. And here is found maybe what the apostle meant by truth in the inward parts. Here one mm, confronts, yes. uh, we confront the pale, bloodless, midnight shapes of fantasy and evasion that, that all of us have a tendency to live with. And um, the truth is one is never more alone 
when than they are when they're alone with Christ. And they are never less alone than when they are alone with Christ. And somebody, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, uh, God is alone and the church is alone. In this light, what is my loneliness? And so um, coming to God, uh, I, I don't remember who termed this either, but termed that the, it, it is it is uh, described as the flight of the alone to the alone. And this is the way of the cross. Wow. Wow. The flight of the alone to the alone. Mm. Is, 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 this, uh, is this right? Am I thinking right when I say this? Because we're talking apostolic leadership. Not everyone that's apostolic can even handle what you're talking oh, about. Uh, we, 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 we're terrified of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, because it confronts us where we are. So uh, now if I, if I talk too much on some of this, just clear your throat mm. or show me your cup or something. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll we'll show you here. the Biblos mug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, there you go. I don't know. Who is that guy on Biblos? Uh, yeah, who know. is that We guy? don't know either. <laughs> yeah. mm. Nobody knows who. Okay. So, <laughs> he's just some unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but the truth is, is that when a, a, a real... I mean, I wish there was a way to make this easier, but but real apostolic leadership starts with a spiritual encounter. Mm. Um, and the first encounter, of course, is repentance and receiving the right. baptism of the Holy Ghost and so forth. But then there is a place. It's like, uh, if you use Jesus as an example, Jesus was the son of God from birth, yes. but he, he, by birth and from birth, the, from the lineage of David, Romans 1 tells us, yes. 3 and 4. And so, uh, but he's also uh, identified as the son by declaration. And that's also Romans 1, 3 and 4. First, he's mm -hmm. identified as a son by birth, but then he's identified by son by declaration which is the meaning, uh, one of the meanings in the Bible of adoption. And um, it, it, wow. adoption didn't just mean it was a kid from outside the, the natural birth wow. family, wow. but adoption yes. was an adoption to the leadership of the family. And um, hmm. it's the original source of what we call bar mitzvah. Wow. So a kid goes to bar mitzvah now at 12 years old, but then it was, uh, and according to Galatians, it wasn't at 12 years old. According to Galatians, it was at the time appointed of the father. Okay. So when the father appointed that time, he it was the time when the father recognized that the son in the house that was going to be the next leader of the house was old enough to accept all the Embrace responsibility. That responsibility. There you go. And had been right. under tutors and all, all the things right. that Galatians says there. And um, so for Jesus, this happened when he was 30 years old. I'm talking about Jesus as a minister, yes. as a model for ministry, as a man. Yes. Because he was holy man and holy God. Sure. And so... Uh, uh, as a man, this comes at his baptism. And so he's baptized when he comes out of the water. Two of the Gospels say, um, this is my beloved son. Mm -hmm. So as though the address is to the people, which I believe it was. And so what would happen in those days when it was time for the son to take authority in the house that he was actually brought and all the neighbors were invited and an announcement was made. Um, 
and uh, he was set up on a little die on a little platform. I've actually seen this done in Jerusalem. And, uh, and then the father makes a proclamation and his proclamation is, this is my beloved son. Mm. From now on, the authorities invested in him. Hear ye wow. him. Hmm. So, wow. wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. um, that makes his baptism pretty profound. Yes, thing. it does. Yeah. And there's uh, a so, lot going on in that moment. There you go. So when the sky opened and the Bible says the heavens open, yeah. what did he see? And what did he get? Well, what he saw was his ministry and what it entailed to be <laughs> the Messiah. Hmm. What is What are the implications of me taking this step, taking this leap? God. And he yes. didn't. His flesh didn't want to take that leap. There was dread. Yeah, yeah. And and so because one of the Gospels says, uh, thou art my beloved son. The others say, this is my beloved So mm. it was to him, and, and it was an announcement. Yes. Yeah. And then one of the Gospels says, he was driven of the Spirit. The others say he was led, but there's one that says he was driven of the yes. Spirit into the wilderness. And so he's driven into the Mount of Temptation, and there there's three three uh, sections of that temptation. The first is the most prominent, which is his identity. So I don't think a man ever gets his identity in God until he comes to this spiritual encounter of which you and I are conversing. So, so man, Bishop, you're blowing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. God have mercy. I need a cup just so that I can... I can yeah. God. So, wow. The That man has to have the... Thou art my beloved son, really to bear up under the pressure of this is my beloved son. It'll crush him if he doesn't know who he is. It will absolutely. Identity was the first question that has to be answered. So Hmm. a man has to see that identity in a spiritual encounter. Yes. But you can never see the spiritual identity of yourself unless it's in a vision of God. Hmm. Mm. So the first encounter a man has is of God, but in God he sees himself because he is made in the image of God. Yes. Now we're getting in a little deeper water here, but yes. uh, so, so, so Jesus, that's what this encounter does to a man, and it terrifies us. And most people back off and say, uh, 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 hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking that leap. In but one Jesus, way, Bishop, is that what James is saying when they behold themselves like a mirror, yeah, and then they turn around and and they, I just want to forget what manner of man I have. I die. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not going I think there. So, because what you're pointing out is an important point that many people don't know. They say, well, if I saw myself the way God sees me, I would be terrible. That's not true. When you oh. have this encounter and see yourself, you God. see your ideal. Oh God! Boom. You see your, you see yourself as God made you. And everything God makes is perfect. God. So there is a perfect... We're getting to the killer. discussion on existentiality now. He wanted to ask you that word. He has that, he's had that I've word. I've never forgotten you teaching about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, With the, the chair. Yeah, the, the, that is part of this. That's yeah. right. With the chair. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, this, done. so, so when, a, when, a, when a man sees himself as God made him, that's how God sees him. Mm. And this is, here's a little segue here for pastors. A lot of pastors, you hear them talking about, oh, my saints are so stupid. My, I, they, I, they don't know how to put a nut on a bolt. They don't yeah. know. But you know, when I got the Holy Ghost, 
the Holy Ghost, I think this is one of the keys to whatever small successes I've had in leading people. One of the things that happened when I got the Holy Ghost is, is that God gave me a vision of people from his vantage point. Uh, Everybody I saw, I thought, these people are the best saints there ever were. When I was right. a 13-year-old kid, I was thinking, I love these people in this church. They're the most precious. There's right. only about 30 of them. But these are the most precious people in the world. And because that's how God sees everybody. Well, mm. and we're getting off here a little wow. bit, so don't that's let me good. go too far. Mm. But but how something is seen, the very act of observation, you remember we've talked about this in classes before, mm -hmm. the very act of observation partners with God in making what you think it's going to be become reality. So if you think everybody's going to be dumb in your church forever, you're, you're not going to make a very good pastor and you're going to have a mess right. in church. Right. But if you see them as God sees them <clears throat> yes. in their perfection. Yes. So it's kind of a little segue. That's a little segue. Just a little segue. Can, yeah. can I ask this, though, Bishop? So if, if I circle back to a few moments ago, the terror of seeing your ideal, is, is that almost more terrifying than seeing you, you in the wickedness and in the fallen? You know, when I see God, it's going to reveal, you said, it, it'll reveal how awful I am. So they think that's what's being referred to. So what if I'm understanding you right, the terror is almost greater when you see the ideal. Not almost greater. It's dramatically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the next, the next impulse of the Spirit is, that's you. That's where you got to go. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and then you see, again, where you're at while you're doing this prayer on earth. You see yourself, the pathetic thing that we are. Mm. How far we are from that potential. Woe is me. Yeah. That's what the abyss is. I talked earlier about the abyss. The abyss, mm. the abyss is the gulf between what I am now and the potential oh, me God. that I saw in spiritual encounter. And and the and potential is what's between me and there. Mm. Not failure. I haven't been there yet, but it's potential. Oh, but that potential is God. so deep. And so terrifying yes. that dread takes over. And I say, uh, uh not me. I'm backing out of this picture. Yes. I could never do yes. that. Yes. And, and we do that. And yes. most people never come back to that. So now in practical terms, in political terms, <laughs> if you keep pushing for that in your teaching and you keep insisting on that, people finally rebel. And they will resist you. And then starts all of the marginalization, uh, the attempts to marginalize your influence because it's making us look bad. It's making us, we're not going to go there. Yes. And the resistance to not go there will will lead people to murder. I mean, it, it's, mm. it's uh, or it'll lead them to slander, which somebody said is the most refined form of murder. Mm -hmm. So mm. all of this becomes really heavy stuff. It becomes a stuff of life and death. Yes. It, it there was only, what, five entities up there when Jesus met them in the temptation? The, yes. And the first temptation was his identity. If thou be the Son of God. Yes. You just heard you were the Son of God a few hours ago down there in that right. baptism. If thou be the Son of God, then turn this rock to, okay. So right. it was a question about if thou be the Son of God. So he goes back home, his hometown, mm -hmm. 
uh, questions his identity. His own family questions his identity. The Pharisees say you're full of the devil. They question his identity. Mm. He, he doesn't know who he is when he starts ministry on this level. So uh, that's another reason many people never start on this level. It's too uh, yes. Oh. And it is in life and death. Yes. And so people then eventually ask the question, well, should we take the leap? That's a big question. I don't want to get ahead of where you're going, but I mean, this, this questioning of identity hangs on until he's, he's breathing his last breath, if thou be the son of God, come if on back. If thou be, you are so dead on. It never stops. If thou be the son of God. And then the second one is a temptation as to his methods, mm. because that's what come off this cross. But he had to learn that's not the methods for, for this. Wow. Wow. Or, or let us make you the king. No, no, that's not the method. That's not the method that I use. Mm -hmm. That the to be the Messiah, to fulfill what God asked me to be, that's not that's not the infinite ideal yes. that I saw in my spiritual That's encounter. what I was just gonna say. That's not what I saw at that baptism yeah. moment. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a, so if a person so I have pushed people, uh Pastor. Wow. Uh and I and I I, I don't anymore. I mean, I preach it and I push people in that way, but I push people individually to go there that um, they almost self-destructed. Mm. They, they, they weren't prepared for that. They, they, so that's why the question, should I take the leap or not, is a big question. Now, I think we're all supposed to take the leap, but okay. if that heart and that soul if that soul has not been totally sold out and given over to the master mm. to be, he was to be the Messiah, but we are to be him in essence on earth in the body of Christ. So if, if, um, if a person's got stuff in there that they're not going to give up. So somebody says, well, then shouldn't they, they shouldn't take the lead. Well, uh, everybody should mm. take the lead, but you're in a dilemma. You're in a dilemma that I can't resolve, so don't ask me to resolve it for you. Yes. You're in yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. I believe a lot of people are in that dilemma. They're not going to do it. But but that's where you go to get this. That's what you're called to. So is that where, where the man that comes to that encounter... First of all, let me say this. Uh, even what you just said on temptation is so revolutionary because really temptation is so far greater than being tempted by the immoral. And that's there. Oh, yeah. But the temptation you're talking about is that, that temptation that, that is to pull you off of your ideal. You're going to have power when you get in this place. Yes. You're going to have tremendous power. Tremendous power. And the works that you help create are going to have tremendous power. Now, I don't know where all that's going to go because I probably I, I probably got a, a millionth of a fingernail of it. But it's so powerful that if we can just touch it. I mean, like, uh, I think I think Miles said yesterday 47 has got the Holy Ghost this month. Um, wow. 35 has been baptized and 
uh, uh, miracles are taking place and all the who, but where is it going to go? We, hmm. we had nine people on the back pew Sunday night that came in the back room afterwards and said, we need you guys to help us start a church. We, we, I mean, we're not going and asking them, they're coming to ask us. So I, I'm not saying that to, to elevate anybody. I'm just saying no. when Absolutely. we go, there's stuff, there's stuff much further along than I've ever been, but yeah. I'm going if I can. Well, and, and, and that's, that's what is so number one, inspiring. So at this season in your life, True. and I'm, I'm praying that you have lots of runway left yet, Amen. but that this season of your life, there would be justifiable cause to say, well, I can coast from here to there. Yeah, yeah. Well, in our case, it's like it's took us this long to get here, and we're just now really on the embryonic side of something really big. So this age doesn't mean very much at this point. Well, yeah. When 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 you're flirting around in the deep end of the pool where eternity starts kicking in, I guess this time thing go. is. There you go. So the the to the guy, to the to the guy that goes up to the edge of that abyss, and he he goes. Oh, that's too deep. And that terror strikes his soul. Is that not where the danger is to, to recede back and to try to do through political means and to accomplish through other, to use your word, methods? and, and... See, you're going to make us get controversial. <laughs> You're forcing us into it. Yeah, you, you brought a pot, and I've got a stick, so I'm just trying to. <laughs> when that happens, to validate ourselves, which we all need validation, that's the way we're made. It's mm -hmm. not an ego right. thing. It's not anything. We have, to, we have to have validation that we have worth, and there ought to be things happening that validates that we have worth. Right. If, if it's not, we need to do some checking around. So... Uh, when we back away from taking the leap, um, we leave ourselves needing to find other validation. And so one of those, let me oh. just give you an example. And this is where the ship tips into you and I getting criticized for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of those is we seek it in offices. Yes. Yes. Because people are validating us. And there are people, God. there are people that, I mean, I think they would just almost cut off their right arm if they could be the sectional assistant to the assistant to the assistant of the Sunday school director <laughs> of the section. Yes, that's right. That's right. Their name tag has to be that long. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, and I believe in, and so somebody immediately when you start this, all the marginalizers say, "Well, I bet you he don't believe." See, he's a he's a rogue. He doesn't believe in the in right. organization. Right. Well, you can't get to where any of us at our age, including you guys' age, yeah, without knowing that organization. You're just a nut if you don't think organization. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you can't even get up in the morning and figure out what time to your shoes. Breakfast if that's organization. <laughs> that's so, right. So, so you know that that's that's not it at all. It's that we can't use things that are not of ultimate concern right. to try to take the place of things that are of ultimate concern. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what happens. We try to validate ourselves in other ways. And then we feel threatened by the people that took the leap. Oh, well, we of course. Hope, we kind of hope you they know crash you know and burn. <laughs> you know, if they'd crash and burn, it'd prove that it validate that we're right. That stay the leap was time. not needed to be taken. The leap mm. was not needed and it was foolish and they didn't have good reasoning powers and they were right. not sensible and they were too reckless. And they, I mean, it just, right. On through. Right. Um, uh, but to think that you and I are going to talk people out of doing that is a mistake because nobody leaves uh, Thomas Kuhn. And you know, this as well as I do, uh, who studied the history of scientific revolutions and, um, is the guy that wrote the book on the subject of paradigms. One of the things he said was, is no paradigm ever ceases to reign or ever leaves the throne voluntarily. Uh, yeah. And he had studied yeah. all the revolutions scientifically in history. And he, he said, this is one of the conclusions. It never, it, it always has to be thrown yeah, off. It's got to be overthrown. Yeah. So that's violent. So that so you've got a deep violent component here to a rejection of a system that doesn't work, and yet living, uh, he mentioned a while ago about ig- existence, that ideal self we see is our essence. Mm-hmm. There's no dilution to it; it's our essence, mm-hmm. which we've never even tapped, probably even touched with our fingernails, hardly, and then. What we are right now is our existence, and that gap is between what we are and what we know we have seen. Mm-hmm. God told Moses, he said, you make that tabernacle after the patterns yes. of heaven. There it is. Yes. Don't make no mistakes about it. So the yes. patterns of heaven are perfect. So unless you have a revelation, and so, so revelation becomes an enormously big subject in apostolic leadership, because unless you have revelation, you, you don't know what to do. And right. that's where John John five nineteen is. So it's such a critical scripture, and some people I don't even know if they've ever read the thing. <laughs> but Jesus, <laughs> but Jesus, said, I do nothing, nothing except what my Father showed exactly. me. Exactly, exactly. So God, that's his secret. Right seen, there. Yeah, he had seen what a real a <laughs> uh, 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 non crippled hand looked like. Yeah, he had a revelation of what a non. And so what he did is is that crippled hand. He he made it. Come match on, somebody that he had seen from heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, that's get good. Us, get uh, us a Hammond B three. We're ready good. to have church. <laughs> Here, let me make an eyeball out of mud for you. Yeah, <laughs> this is how it's right. supposed to look. So let, let me ask I you that, Bishop. Right, I, I know what perfect eyeballs look like. Do you, do you think that's what he was doing when he was putting mud in there? Ah, he's saying, let's see, this is what it looks like. And he, he's creating. He, he, he's a sculptor. Yes. <laughs> Sculptors see stuff in clods. Oh, they yes. see stuff in rocks that you, you and I just see a old piece of rock, but they don't. They see that. They have seen see the it. Ideal. They have a vision of it. Right. And that's, yeah. that's, the, in, that's the intrinsic mm. uh, attraction of art, which is one of the few places where people can enter into seeing yes. the unseen. Yes. That is not necessarily, uh, has nothing to do with eternal salvation. But right. it's one of the few places people can do it. Yeah. Anyway. Man. So the miraculous, see that, that's, that's, I love it. The miraculous 
ministry of Jesus was really restoring things that existed in a twisted form. form. Exist, it exists different than it's it is essence. in its essence. Yeah. And that's that's what we are. Scars, deformities, mental problems, psychological hang-ups, childhood experiences, all all of that stuff. Uh, of course, it all starts with the fall. That's where right. existence mm -hmm. began. Right. And it and there's also other stuff in this. Like, who was it? Nietzsche that said God doesn't exist and all of us went crazy. This is when I was a boy. And and he and we thought, but Nietzsche, he's a devil, and people wrote songs about it and so forth. Mm -hmm. Well, when he said God doesn't exist, he, when you use the the pure and careful definitions in philosophical thought, uh, he was right. God doesn't exist because existence is something that's fallen. Yes. God is. God is. Yes. But he is in essence that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and so our essential self, we're going to get there. Uh, Ephesians 4.13 is a really important scripture. It talks about we're coming to the perfection of the stature of Christ. We're mm. moving toward the perfect. It actually uses the word perfect. We're moving toward. But but as long as we're caught in the uh, conundrum of living in existential finitude while having reached into the essential essence of what it means to be a human being. <sighs> and we're, we're, we're caught between that. I, as you were just talking a few moments ago about Moses grasping that pattern descending down, really, when you compare and contrast what is happening at the bottom of the mountain with what Moses is being exposed to at the top of the mountain, we have, we have what worship looks like without revelation at the bottom. Yes. Without, oh, yeah. without peering into the perfect pattern— we have us constructing worship, calling it God, but it's it's Egyptian, it's idolatrous. Absolutely right. What 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 is the attraction to Bible study? It's that people are having a chance to peer into a world of perfection. Uh, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and nobody else has Bible studies that. I mean, you know, you can't buy a secular book that some pop guy wrote. That, yeah. that does that. Yeah. The Bible is, it, it's, it it's stands alone. Yeah. So, so let me ask it to the, to the guys that are helping us here today. This is now Sunday school. And we have a question here. What is a prominent word that's used for Jesus over and over when he did a miracle? He made them every wit fill in the blank. I didn't hear what he said. He made them, he made them every wit whole, he made them every wit Whole. whole. See, yes. your pastor. That's why you got a pastor. You couldn't answer your pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding you. Hey, don't be discouraged. I love you. I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> Thank but, you, Bishop. Uh, uh, the, but over and over, the gospels use this word, mm -hmm. and he made him whole. Yes. Well, what's whole mean? That's different than healed. Yes. Whole comes from the same root as holy. Both W H O L O Y and H O L Y come from the same root. Mm -hmm. And and uh, because holy means the perfect, it, it's whole. It, it, yes, that's yes. why it's that's why it's so holy. It's, it's whole. <laughs> yes. And so when it says he made him ever went whole, it means he made him made that part that he healed back like the essential self of a human <laughs> being is supposed to be made. He made him whole. Yeah. 
So how would you know what wholeness looks like unless you had seen something that was whole? And then when you see something that's whole, that's how you can make everything whole. And that's why Jesus could take things that were far worse than a hand, because we all know what a, a whole hand looks like. Right. But Jesus could, he looked into people and saw all these things. He knew what was in man, John 2 says. And so uh, when he looked into man, he could see what wasn't whole. And he could say, do this, do this. Mm. And when he did that, it made him ever whole. And then if you want to go a little farther, that's what the gospel it 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 makes whole the the idea of wholeness is found in the gospel deliverance body soul, soul. absolutely yeah. so that's why he pray that the god of things. peace would sanctify you wholly there you go <laughs> yeah yeah so then as as an apostolic leader then it is my responsibility to try to inspire these people that I'm privileged to lead. I, I have to keep challenging them to come on this journey. Yeah. Number one, to, I think you have to go there, which I think, I think well, it's evident there. that yes. you have. Yes. But unless the man is willing to take the leap, he can never take them there. They will have church on a pretty shallow level. I, I think people can be saved. I mean, I'm not the judge of all this. It's kind of scary to, to mm. say these things, but uh, but I think people can be saved um, mm -hmm. that don't go there, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I, I'm just talking here. Uh, when it comes to rewards uh, at the Bema judgment, I, 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 I'm terrified to go there without having taken the leap. Wow. Uh, and and see how much of what I did was wood hay and mm. stubble. Mm. That's pretty. Mm. That's, that's heavy. Um, that's terrifying so, to me. Yes, sir. And we and to answer your question, I think we do. Uh, it is absolutely our job to take our people there because this kind of anointing uh, since Pentecost is not limited. This kind of anointing for this kind of world class leadership. And I use that word because I haven't found a better phrase than world class. I don't like that phrase too much. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little too secular to me, but uh, but I mean on the highest level, and that's the highest sure. description I can find. So, uh, and if you have a better one, I certainly would would invite you to suggest it. But uh, to get world class leadership on that level is meant for every believer that's received the Holy Ghost. Every believer mm -hmm. was fully intended unequivocally to be a leader. Now, leaders who are leading with something less than the leadership we're talking about, that whole concept scares them, and they'll back away from it. Because what if some people in the church become these kind of leaders, and I'm not this kind of leader? Right. I've, I've, you're you're creating issues. In the, right. You know, it's it's a deal. Right. So so he says, well, I'll hold them back. Well, that's not the answer. The answer is get your carcass in gear and go where right. you're supposed to go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, to do that, though, you have to take the leap. You know, and so it, it, it you, you go around this circle here to where you, there's no way out of this, boys. If you're no. going to do this, this is this is what it is. This is what discipleship means. And um, so taking the leap, um, I somebody asked a question: Can can you take it without a mentor? And um, well, that's, that's a, good a really question. good question. That's a good, that's a good question. question. And I think that. Um, 
we would have to get into all of the justifying this answer, but I, I don't think so. Now, in the Old Testament, maybe they did, but from the time that the church started, we're going, we're going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want this to be controversial, but we're going where the Old Testament did not go. Yes. I hope and, so. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's why, you know, that's why we've jumped into a world, the Bible says we're, we're principalities and powers, mm. and uh, you guys know, but but the, the word principalities comes from the word principles, which means first beings. So we're we're not dealing with Putin and and uh, right. and the present deals going on over there. Absolutely, we're dealing with we're dealing with first beings. We're dealing with <sighs> beings that they may be a million years old. I don't know how old they are. Yeah, but Ancient. that's who we wrestle, and the Bible is clear. We wrestle with. So this is a, and you have to. This is one of the things that that I would insist that a person has to, that if you get into this ministry, it's going to take you to this. It will globalize you. You have to understand you are in a universal confrontation. Mm. The church is not if I can get enough money mm. in a check to buy a new car mm. and enough money to get me a house and a little retirement. That, that's, that, that's antithetical to what we're talking about. Right. It is a universal struggle in which we've called to become leaders in this universal spiritual struggle and to rescue people and then train them to be equally powerful. Mm. to move out from that, from a position of strength and not from a position of weakness. Because weakness, when you when you uh, patronize and cater and pet weakness, it produces more weakness in a Absolutely. church or in a movement. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me say that again. Yeah. A local mm-hmm. church or in a movement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when you emphasize strength and you foment strength mm-hmm. and you you, and you actually have strength, mm. that does not negate the weak. It opens a door for the weak to become, to strong. become strong. And that's what the Bible yes. says. You that are weak become strong, that the weak may become strong. And so you have to be emphasizing strength. So somebody says, well, I don't, I'm not going to leave out the little guy down there. No, no. You're going to go down there and you're going to empathize with him in his ignorance because he doesn't know what to do. He's a good guy. Right. When you need to go down there and say, John, let me take your hand and let's go up and let me show you the edge of a cliff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's so down. deep and so terrifying. Yeah. But you gotta uh, jump uh, off, John, go. if it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I, I can hold your hand to here, but at this point I'm letting your hand go. Because I'm jumping. And then John's gonna <laughs> ask you, should I jump or shouldn't I jump? And you should say, I can't answer that for you. Mm. Look at the cliff again. Look back at your familiar home and all the little things you love and the little pet puppy you got and all that stuff. And and you you have to make the decision yourself. So I have told people that leave our church, that left our church to do ministry, um, uh, where a spouse was hesitant to do that. And finally, I told the spouse, look, if your husband leaves to do ministry out of this church, now he can he can stay here and be a part of this church forever. We love you guys so much; it's unbelievable. Mm. But if he's going to go do ministry out of this church, he is going to jump, right? And he may splatter like mm. Humpty Dumpty, mm. and you as his spouse and me as his leader mm. may have to go down there with spatulas and pick up what's pick up left the pieces. Yep. But he's going to jump if he leaves from here. He's not going to go somewhere and be a, uh, an assistant pastor of some little church that hasn't 
mm-hmm. moved in 25 years. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's going to do this. Mm-hmm. So you got to make up your mind. If you can talk him out of it, talk him out of it. Right. I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. Right. As, a, as a spouse, if you can talk him out of it, talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, I'm not with you in keeping. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to, you're going to, you're not going to like me because mm-hmm. I'm going to say he jumps. Yes. And you say no. And I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. So, when you said a few moments ago, it goes global. So when, when we wage off into that sphere of leadership, is the, is that Paul wrestling with the beasts of I absolutely think it is, and that scripture may have more meanings than that, but I think that's included in that. Uh, there is no way Jesus is our, if Jesus is our model, there is no way. There was, this is who he met immediately after he went to that place of spiritual encounter. As a man, I'm just speaking as a man now, mm-hmm. on that mountain was God, mm-hmm. Satan, mm-hmm angels, mm-hmm. Jesus, and wild beasts. Wow. That's what the Bible identifies. Yes. And, and I think the wild beast is more than coyotes. and 100%. Yeah. 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 So, so when that spiritual encounter happens, this is what you're going to encounter. You're going to go to some place in the universe where the leading, strongest spirits that exist are going to be there. And I know this sounds melodramatic, but it's not, it's real. And when you get there, there's going to be an opportunity to uh, interview you. That's what happened on the Mount of Temptation and see if they can convince you to go their direction. Hmm. And you have to be able to walk out of there and and now I know Luke redacts the the story, but he redacts mm-hmm. the story to look like as soon as Jesus came out of that temptation, he went straight to Nazareth. Yes, and picked up the book. Yes, found the spot. And looked him yep. in the eye and said, "He hath anointed me to preach the gospel." That was so profound that they recognized him as a Messiah. It was so profound they couldn't handle it and tried to kill him probably within an hour and a half. Wow. And he was the home. This just shows you how how what what kind of powerful forces we're getting into when we get into true apostolic ministry, and that's why we have to be you know the whole idea of true and all of that plays into this. The true is the perfect in heaven. That's why integrity and honesty is such an important mm-hmm. thing in yes. scripture. Yes, because that's the true. That's the yes. true. That's why makeup and all that stuff, if you want to get into practical application, body being the temple of God, it's because the person's not true. They've covered up the true. Right. And God's for the true, and all the perfections are true. And that's why we can't have aught in our heart against brethren, because that's an open door to distort that which is pure, because the perfect is also pure, and it's it's. It has no dilution Mm -hmm. in it, and so we can't get mad at our brother and carry grudges. And yes. On and on it goes. Well, I've talked too much. Oh, 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 oh. You, you said a few moments ago about a spatula. I, I feel like I need to do that and kind of pick my brain up and bring it back in and kind of scoop it in there. And well, This has been absolutely 
A quick question, Bishop. Incredible. So you said uh, temptation number one was identity. The second one was methods. Do you have a, a summary for the third one? Mission. Mission. Because on the third one, he took him up and showed him up to a high mountain, which obviously is a spiritual sure. thing. There mm -hmm. is no mountain high enough that you could see all the kingdoms of the world. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to leave the world to and right. go around it. Or you're not, you know right. what I mean? And so uh, it was a high place to give him what his mission was, which was to have the world enjoy his uh, kingship. And so if you'll just bow down to me, I'll give it to you. So he had to understand is, method and mission. Is that yeah, not my mission? Yeah. There you it, go. Is, is that not crazy how that parallels with what oh, his mission man. really was? Because, I mean, that's going to happen. All he the kingdoms of this him. world will become yeah, the kingdoms I'll, I'll of our Lord. I'll just give it to you. You don't have to go through all this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to know from our listeners whether we need to do a repeat of having Bishop Wilson back on. Yeah, just tell us right now when you're available to come back again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, there is a lot. Of, there's a you know it gets bigger, not smaller. It it's it's such a big subject, and so you can't really. Uh, this is going to make somebody mad, but you can't really. <laughs> uh, maybe if you're starting a church and there's a there's a there's a rationale for it, but you can't really go there and live there and be uh, running two or three businesses besides pastoring if you're called to pastor. Yes. Just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> and if you've got those businesses and I'm having lunch with you at the next conference, I'm not thinking about that. I love you. I yeah. mean, <laughs> no, 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 no we're, we're cutting that part out. Buddy, I, don't let that offend you. But you just can't go there and do this. <laughs> And you say, well, I'm not going to go there. Well, then don't. Have another bite of steak or something. You know, <laughs> that. Not, I'm not the judge of all that. God is. But I know he's going to judge it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, the message today is jump. Take yeah. the yeah. leap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have the leap program, and I'll close with this, but we have the leap program here in school. That's actually where it got its name. And when it first, that's for beginning ministers, mm -hmm. you wouldn't get all this in that class because you got to know that Genesis is the first book of the Bible first. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, there's a whole, there's a, this idea that, that people get uh, licenses to preach without any kind of training, whatever, is just Looney Tune. Oh. It's just, it's embarrassing. Yes, it, it is, just, bro. I mean, somebody says, well, I don't know how to read. Well, then let's start there. Let's teach you how to read. Yes. I mean, you got to start somewhere. You yeah. cannot weakness begets weakness. We're not yeah. going to make something strong out of a bunch of weakness. So. How about reading a book before you write one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> read the entire premier study Bible. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's a good start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Any parting words for us, Bishop, as we well, close? Well, we love you guys. We, we're happy for what you're doing. And um, uh, let's see if in the future we cannot be a part of something that breaks out in a way that heretofore has not been seen since Azusa Street. And I believe that we're not that far from that. Yeah. If we don't kill each other, we mm. might be able to do it. Wow.